No, I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. Yes, clap for the heavyweight champ. Me, but I couldn't do it all alone. We What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the I'm Not Lucky, I'm Blessed podcast. Cheers. Hey, guys, so before we start today's episode, I would love to introduce you guys to our wonderful sponsors, The Vein and Associate. They're a luxurious concierge company located in Boston, Massachusetts. So if you live in the city and you're looking for a concierge company for your apartment, then go pay them a visit at devaneandassociates.com. I repeat, devaneandassociates.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the I'm Not Lucky, I'm Blessed podcast, the show where we celebrate young entrepreneurs and their achievements. And then we teach up and coming entrepreneurs how to make profit using their passion. And as usual, I'm your host, Lucky the Most. Enjoy the show. So today's episode number 76. And first of all, a huge shout out to you guys for, you know, this far, listening to every episode, sharing with your friends. Without you guys, this episode or this podcast wouldn't be where we are today. So thank you so much, guys, for always listening and tuning in. As usual, I have a special guest in the building with me. Today is one of those episodes that I myself want to learn from. We're going to be talking about real estate, you know. We'll, uh, we'll talk about how to go into real estate and then we'll talk about, you know, if you're how to be a real estate agent and then also how to buy a home, you know, from a real estate agent. And I have a special guest in the building with me, like I've already said. Her name is Jamie. I met her, like, literally last week, I mean, this week at Mike's Fitness and she was so passionate about what she does that I'm like... I need to have you on the podcast so you can come speak to my listeners because I know some of you out there, you know, probably want to get home and don't know how to go about it or you want to go into real estate and you don't even know where to start from. I think Jamie has that knowledge to, you know, even if it's just to get you started for a little bit and then from there you can go on. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, without making any further delay, welcome our special guest, Jamie from Focus Real Estate Agent. Let's go. Thank you very much. It was a very kind introduction. I try. I try. I've been uh-huh. doing this for a while. So, you know, but I think that's the only good thing I have. The rest just goes down from there. At least you started high, right? That's key. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. So how are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing very well. Just came from an open house. So just very excited to talk to you about everything, uh, mm. answer any questions you have, and just go from there. You know what? Like, I, I like the way it's already starting. What is an open house? I'm just curious. I've never, I never know what an open house is. Yep. So an open house is basically, I was going to use the word open house again, but <laughs> <laughs> it is when a house is for sale yeah. um, and people generally are out there, but sometimes you don't want to go through the hassle of scheduling a private showing. Yeah. So an open house is when an agent hosts um, the house for a period of either an hour, a couple hours. So people either interested in buying a home or even who are just walking by the house there are signs everywhere you can come in take a look Mm -hmm. see if you really like it if it's something you're interested in my favorite thing when i had some time off before i got into real estate was walking around neighborhoods that i loved seeing if there was an open house and then creeping (laughs) through everyone's business um so it's just a really good way to introduce yourself to what's out there what's currently for sale and what you kind of like like what your vibe is when you go through a Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. There's something you said that even before you went into real estate, like you go around neighborhoods and you know mm-hmm. go into these open houses because yes. I see them. Yes. But I never go in. I'm like, yeah. I I feel like you. <laughs> I just 
because I know I don't have the money, mm-hmm. so I just you know don't bother going inside, you know. Mm-hmm. But can anyone just go in yeah. and and get to look at? Yep, that's the whole point of them. So when oh. I'm hosting an open house, yeah. I love it when neighbors stop by. Yeah. I love it when someone was like, "Yeah, I was just walking down the street, had some extra time, wanted to be wanted Snoopy, to, yeah. wanted to be a little bit creepy," because that was me. Right? Like, I want to know everyone's business. I want to know what the inside of that house looks like. You know? So, the main point of being a real estate agent is creating relationships. It's something that we were talking about a little bit in the gym. gym, My job is making relationships and seeing if there's a way that I can help you facilitate the goal that you want. Mm. That doesn't need to be the goal that you reach tomorrow. It can be a goal that you reach a couple years couple later, years later yeah. but everybody starts somewhere that is and true. i think that the platform should be open mm-hmm. for whatever stage of the process that you're in that, i like that i like that, mm-hmm. I like that. so this question my uh, that i want to ask you is a little something i should keep till later on but i feel it's it's really really <laughs> popping in my head right there and i feel okay. like if i don't ask it i'll lose it so i have clients that or not clients but i know someone that is into real estate but they try to deal with people that are that have great credit score. Okay. You get it, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to go through that stress of, um, like, someone, like, for example, my credit score is not great. You get it, right? Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't deal with me. They would right. rather deal with someone that has good credit score because mm-hmm. why they feel like it's too stressful. Mm-hmm. You get it, right? And then I had someone that was willing to deal with me. Mm-hmm. But now the thing is that he dealt with me and then I recommended, me, recommended him to another friend with a bad credit score and he dealt with that. So now I get it that it's like, if you deal with people with bad credit score, you're going to get a bunch of friends that they know with a bad credit score. Mm-hmm. And if you deal with people with a good credit score, you're going to deal with people that have good credit score. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's your take on this? You know. So I would say the first thing that I would tell anybody who is struggling with their credit yeah. is no matter if you're ready to buy a house now or if you want to buy a house later in the, on in the future, talk to a mortgage lender, talk to a mortgage broker. Um, so they're the people dealing with the bank, helping yeah. you facilitate your mortgage which i'm assuming if you have a lower credit score you're looking to be getting a mortgage you're not going to be looking to pay cash for this purchase so talk to a mortgage broker it will not cost you anything Um, Mm. i actually have a couple if you would like to personally talk to them as well Um, and they will really help you just figure out how to raise that credit score because it's going to benefit you no matter what it's not something that I think anyone should strive to keep, keep low, low if you yeah. can do something about it. Yeah. Um, it's just going to benefit you in the future yeah. if you can raise it. Yeah. So I would always say, if you can, talk to a mortgage broker. See if there's anything you could do. Mm. It's something that you can work with them together to raise for your betterment. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about kind of your sphere of influence, we call it an SOI um, in real estate, if you're looking at working with your sphere who yeah. also have lower credit scores or anything like that, I mean, we love business. Facts. Right? <laughs> so, Facts. like, at the end of the day, I want to be making money. money I want to yeah. be having more business. Certainly, it is easier yeah. if someone has a higher credit, credit score, score yeah. but that shouldn't necessarily stop you. You still have some options. 100%. All of that being said, Boston is a extraordinarily competitive market. So sometimes, I mean, we're again, we were talking about this in the gym, like I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not gonna say that you're gonna have an easy time finding a house. Yeah. I would always say, let's figure out how to give you the best advantage that we possibly can. 
Um, and depending on what your situation is, we'll just take it property by property. I'll yeah. be as honest with you, you throughout you this can. entire yeah. process as I can. I do not want you to get heartbroken. Mm. Um, but we'll figure it out, even if we don't figure it out this year. This, yeah, I know. It's like this saying, where there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. There's always a way around. Past credits, go whatever you do, as long as you know, you're ready to change or right. put, be better, effort put effort into, into growth into growth yeah, yeah yeah i like that oh well that's good that's mm -hmm. good told you guys man you guys are in for <laughs> you guys are in for right like a real estate ride okay so let's go back a little bit yep so who's jamie <laughs> you know like you know who's mm -hmm. jamie man? so i i don't know where you want me to start just um start, just uh you know start from a little background about kay. jamie how you how you got to this real estate like you know what you yeah. did before so I originally, my degree is in psychology. Um, so straight out of school, I worked as a counselor in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Um, loved working with people, just a passion for getting to know people and seeing if there's anything that I can use or any skills that I have that I can use to help. Um, aside from like just trying to be a good person, I just find psychology super interesting interesting yeah. um because there's ways that you can help wire your own brain to yeah, be better yeah. um and kind of train yourself in certain situations and i was just always extremely fascinated by that um so started working as a counselor in the psychiatric hospital but absolutely just hated it and mm. couldn't take it and it wasn't anything to do with the patients yeah. it had more to do with the red tape around actually being able to help yeah. so again we were talking, we're talking about, about this that. before, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a kind of stream of thought in psychology. It's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And it basically says that if you are not getting your physical needs met, yeah. you cannot focus on your mental or emotional needs. Facts. So if you do not have a home, yeah. if you do not have a safe space, yeah. if you do not have food, if mm. you do not have an education, like there's nothing you can do really to yeah. focus on kind of your mental well-being and so you'd get to a place where these people would be struggling so intensely with all of the above we do our best to help with their mental, mental status state, yeah. and then they'd leave and still not have still a home, home yeah. still not have a job yeah. still not be able to get them not be able to pay for their medication or yes. they would forget and there'd be no one to help and it just wears on you after a while. And as much as you really want to help, I just became so jaded yes. in that we would have so many quote unquote frequent flyers and there wasn't really anything I could do besides try to make their stay as comfortable as possible. Um, so after that, <laughs> I just wanted to find a job that I could still help yeah. um, where I could still interact with people and, you know, real estate is stressful. It is anxiety inducing, yeah. but it's something that I could make a very real impact in the short term. Gotcha. Um, and I love it. I've loved it. Um, it's really fun. I get to be friends with my clients. clients yeah. um, whereas, you know, working as a counselor, you're, you're not allowed, not allowed to. to yeah. You probably sometimes don't want to. You don't want to, yeah. Um, but <laughs> you get to make relationships, just like what I was saying earlier. And yeah. it's something that I get to use all of the tools that I got from, you know, school and work and the psychiatric hospital, but actually be able to kind of apply, apply it and yeah. divert it and feel like I'm doing something, something that not only helps me lucratively, yeah, but, um, also but helps others. 
yeah. I get what you're saying. Like life is about seeing results. You understand, right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing something, you're not seeing result out of it. Like why you why you lose motivation? You lose motivation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you're in that, you know, mental facility and you're trying to help, like you put it, it's like pouring water into a basket. You get yep. right. It's it just, just all seeps out. Seeps out. Like you you could pour in a huge bowl of water and just slowly mm-hmm. goes out. Next day you put it again, and that's what you just constantly kept doing and right. was draining yeah and i don't want to this is not if you're struggling mentally don't go to a psychiatric Psychi- hospital still, still go still go yeah <laughs> it's but, an emergency yeah, situation please yeah. still go please still get help um but for me personally it yeah. just it ended up not being as good of a fit as i had hoped yeah yeah oh wow that's it's pretty deep thanks for sharing that of course question like how can we make this like what do you think is needed to um, be done in that in that you know way you know your previous job to make it better for people like what mm-hmm. what do you think the government can do i mean we're not trying to you know go into politics here boys mm-hmm. like because it's still going to be there right people are still going to be going through that circle and someone else will go in there like this is my dream job and then realize that oh god i can't do this anymore you get right mm-hmm. and just put there's a lot of turnover Um, No matter kind of what level you're at in mental health, there's a lot of turnover. Um, I would say selfishly, a part of me, it's just like teachers to a certain extent. Um, They're not paid enough. enough, They don't have the benefits that Mm, you need, you mm, know. mm. And so from that end of it, like give incentive, right? For people to actually have a quality of life life, while they're doing this really hard job. job. Yeah, 100%, 100%. But I think we also need to look at, you know, if people are in and out of these facilities and they're not getting better, what can we do to support, support our yeah. community? Yeah. Um, and that's something I think that politically we've been struggling, struggling with, with yeah. for a very, very a long, long time. time. Yeah. You know, because a poor person, someone who's struggling with their finances, like they're going to struggle across the board. Yeah. It's not just their mental health. Yeah. Right. So how do we have more support for everybody? For everybody, yeah. Because mm-hmm. not everyone is as strong enough or in that right state to say, you know what, I'm going to leave this job behind and right. and move on with life. Some mm-hmm. people are still there, not liking it, dreading every single moment of but it. not having options. Not having options, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think there's a way to, you know, mix real estate? Because this, this point you just gave about how, um, what Marshall's, um Mm-hmm. Are, um, needs the and, Maslow's yeah, hierarchy yeah needs, and yeah. how you have to meet physical before you meet mental mm-hmm. is there a way we can do you think it's possible to to like mix all this together like an Absolutely. agent that you know don't just it's not just taking care of your mm-hmm. mental health but yep. also physical mm-hmm. and then also emotional right and like spiritual like you know try to make cause you know health being healthy is not just physical just right. you know oh i lift with anything like that you know mm-hmm. you gotta also work on the mind also work on your emotional and all right. that like do you think it's possible for us to like maybe there's a body that you know after you do your mental health yeah you go your right. real estate what are your problems you got it that's the problem okay we'll right. try to help solve that too and then what are yeah. the problems you have you know and just try to mm-hmm. like it would just take a lot of money like a lot of money yeah. right you know have a housing program have yeah. a physical health, health program, program have a mental health program, program. yeah I think it's a fantastic idea. I just can't fund it. Can't fund. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why we're having this conversation. You know? right. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause, like as a trainer, I I work with clients a lot, and most of them, I realize that I am qualified to give that physical exercise advice and you know program, but I'm not a I'm not a dietitian, so I can mm-hmm. recommend what to eat. Right. And then I realized that most of them were coming into exercise, but after that they go home and just eat whatever they want you know right. and then 
that's because because they don't they have no clue what to eat and what not to eat yet. Right. So I read okay, now it's like how can I make this easier for myself also? Right. Or have a more holistic view of health. Health, yeah. Right? So yeah. it's all, if you look at it, it's a well-oiled or not so well-oiled machine. Yeah. Everything needs to be functioning in kind of ordinance with each other Part. in order for yeah. things to work. Work out, yeah. Right? So mental health needs to be on point. Physical health Physical needs health, to pull, yeah. be on point. You need to be yeah. able to have a place to live. Yeah. Have, you know? So it's a lot of different variables that need yeah. to be working in sync. I got you got you that's nice so how did you come across real estate um so my parents were actually friends with um a couple of real estate agents down in jamaica plain okay who they're not who i currently work with um but i had a conversation with them years and years and years ago um and we discussed kind of what a livelihood in real estate looks like like, um at that point i felt like i was too young to run my own business (laughs) i didn't think anyone would be taking me seriously um it's kind of hard to base your biggest financial decision off of a freshly graduated graduated, yeah you know i feel you i feel you so felt like i needed a little bit more life experience a few more gray hairs before somebody (laughs) took me seriously enough the job like that yeah yeah so uh took a break did all of my life things um and then once covid hit i was kind of in a position of i want to try something new gotcha um and this real estate thing sounded like a lot of fun it sounded like something i thought i would be able to do very well at um and i had all the time in the world to study for Mm -hmm. the licensing exam yeah yeah, because of covid yep and you weren't doing anything and i got my license so i've been in real estate for two three years now and it's been going well yeah like that what made you feel like real estate was a thing like what are those qualities you you had that you're like you know what Mm -hmm. i can do real estate uh i love working with people love talking to people um i am actually an introvert believe it or not um but i'm very well socialized yeah um so you can't be shy in this job you have to be able to talk to strangers all day every all day, day every day yeah. um and just have a real drive quite yeah. honestly yeah. so you only get business in real estate from your business, from your business. and you need to be making calls all the time yeah. and you, yeah. you have a flexible schedule but that flexible schedule is around everybody else's flexibility yes not so, just yours exactly you're yeah. working when everybody else has time off Facts. kind of situation so really just focusing on you know do you have good people skills mm. are you able to communicate yeah um are you able to to a certain extent every single new agent or baby agent needs to fake it till you make it to mm. a certain extent mm-hmm. um so you need to be able to come off trustworthy and confident yeah. um and admit when you don't know a situation or that don't know yeah, I have no an clue. answer yeah 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 because people will trust you more if you're honest with them Facts. if you're trying to pull the wool over somebody else's eyes like you're only going to get so far yeah right and you don't want you don't want to base your business off of that uh, yeah. um but you do need to be able to come off as confident even if you aren't sure you're unsure yeah i like that mm-hmm. i like that 
That's a that's a that's something that I think everyone should also know. Like admit when you don't know. You get yeah. right because a lot of people still want to. Oh, they don't act like they know everything, mm-hmm. and it's impossible to to know everything. And sometimes you make yourself look stupid trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have a funny story. So I was driving some clients. Um, they were visiting from Seattle looking for a house. We were driving around, and God bless them, love them dearly. Uh, we actually just closed on their house yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they were asking me so many history questions. Gotcha. And I just don't care about history, <laughs> history to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. And so I had to stop because I knew you know a couple of answers, and I stopped and I was like, you know what? I really appreciate that question. question it was a really fantastic one. I have no idea. <laughs> You're so polite. He's like kindly saying, "It's like, yeah. like get the fuck up," like in a kind yeah. way, like in a kind and way. And they started laughing, and I was like, "And to be honest, if you ask me any more any questions, questions yeah. about history, I, I will not know. No, yeah, I will yeah. not know. Yeah, I will know. You know what kind of house that is. That is. I'll yeah. be able to give you really good advice mm. if we're going in, and you have questions yeah. about this house. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you have questions about the area, yeah. if." All of it. If you want to know yeah. where to eat tonight, <laughs> I can, I can you tell right you. Direction. Yes, yes, yes. But, but I just don't know X, Y, Z. And afterwards, they're like, you know what? That's why we want to continue working with you. Are you because, serious? Yeah, yeah. Because you stop and you say, you know, I really appreciate I really what you're trying to say to me. I really but, appreciate the question. Yeah. yeah. But that honesty, mm. it really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to not know anything. Yep. At least. Have some expertise. On your field. Right. Yeah, and any, and then anything outside your field, you, you know, like let eighty percent of your knowledge come from your field, and then twenty percent you get it from outside. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. But even if I mean, so as an agent, as a just as an example, so sometimes yeah. um, if you work in an office, someone has a property for sale, yeah. and as a newer agent, you get a lot of your business from open houses, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So sometimes the listing agent who's working with the sellers will ask um, another agent to host their open house. Gotcha. And it's a really good opportunity for a newer or other agent to drum up some more business because they're in front of buyers, they're in front of people who may not already have agents, um, and they can really start creating a rapport with them and get some more business coming in. Mm. In that situation... Let's say I'm hosting an open house that is not my own. It's not my listing. Gotcha. I don't know all the information about it. Yeah. Someone comes in and asks me a question. I can't lie to them. Mm. Right? Like, our licensing laws are very strict. Like, if I lie to you, I am liable. Facts. And it's it's really bad. Bad for your reputation. For me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could get my license taken away. Wow. Kind of situation. Yeah. So, when that happens... Again, it's a part of the training. You basically say, what a fantastic question. Oh, Let me ask. Let me ask someone. Let me get that to you. Gee. Let me get your contact information and I'll follow up with you. Yeah. Right? So it's just being very comfortable mm-hmm. not knowing something. No, no. Ooh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Just being comfortable not knowing something. Mm-hmm. Just know that you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything, bro. No. <laughs> For real. There's no way you can. There's no way you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, so how was the... So how many licenses did you need to get, you know, to... Just one. Just one? What was the process like? So you have to... Thankfully, I got mine during COVID. You have to take a bunch of classes. I forget how many hours it is exactly. Something like 40 hours? Yes. Don't quote me on that. I have no idea. Um, Don't quote her, guys. Yeah, do not quote <laughs> me. We just, you know, randomly <laughs> putting up numbers. This was here. too long ago. Too I do not. Ago, yeah. I tried to forget it. She, she, she doesn't honestly 
you know, care about anything else of real estate. <laughs> if you want to buy a house, she's got you. Right. If you want to ask me how to become one, I, I, I blacked out. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, I absolutely Don't blacked out. out. Um, so you sign up for a real estate course, basically. Yeah. Um, have to pay for it. And you go through a series of trainings. You have to have X many hours gotcha. um, of these courses and of these trainings yeah. in order to be eligible to sign up for the test. The one that I signed up for had a policy that if you did XYZ many practice tests and you scored above 80% on all of them and then you failed the actual licensing exam that you got your money back. Yeah. Oh, you get your money back. For the one that I signed for. the up one that for, you signed, yeah, that's Which cool. is why I was like... Yeah, okay. That's, that's, I, there's, no, there's no loss there's here. There's no loss here, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, that's smart. Exactly. So that's what I did. I passed my first try, so no money back guarantee for me. Um, but it's it's pretty straightforward. Honestly, you can go at your own pace. Um, you don't have to get the courses done in you know a month. month yeah. You can take the time that you need to, especially if you have another job that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, COVID really helped and you not having to As, go in. Yeah, so you had a good excuse to just... I could sit on my couch and just like put all my effort into it, yeah. which was nice. Okay. Yeah. So then you go, you take the test. Yeah. Um, there are two segments. There is the federal and then the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain licensing requirements federally that you have to meet. And then each state's um, kind of regulations are different. So obviously we did the Massachusetts one. Okay. Um, and then once you pass, woo, you're a licensed you can agent. Just, <laughs> was it that easy to just, I'm a licensed agent. A lot of people can... fail the first couple of times. Yeah. You know, it's not, I I mean, I'm not going to say it's not common to pass your yeah. first time, but it is something you should put some effort into. Yeah, it's a great. My personal training, exam, I failed. I failed. I mm-hmm. failed the first time. And there's nothing wrong with yeah, there's that, There's nothing right? wrong with that. No, no. Failed it. Exactly. So and my friends were like, how the fuck did you fail that? <laughs> you woke up a lot and you ended up failing that. Right. I was like, bro, why cannot then? Um, it's well, always different. So. And the wording on all those questions, yeah. it's intentionally hard. Intentionally hard, Right? Yeah. Like, it's more of, do you understand the law instead of, can you memorize? Can you memorize, yeah. Right. So we try to memorize, not exactly. understand. Yeah. I will say that I was very lucky in that I had, like, my, I brought some practice tests with me. Gotcha. Right? I had printed them out because I live in the Stone Ages. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting in my car. I got there, like, an hour early because I have anxiety. Preps. Yeah. Um, so I was sitting in the parking lot kind of going through everything. Gotcha. And, like, five of the questions were exact duplicates from what you practiced from the study guide that oh, I had. Oh my god! And I wouldn't have known them. Yeah, if you if you hadn't done that, if last I hadn't minute study, looked at yeah. them last yeah. minute, you I would have just yeah, I would have gotten them wrong, hundred mm. percent. And I was like, hell yeah! They mm. don't give you your score at the end of it though, so I don't know if that made a difference. Oh, they just tell you tell if you, you passed. passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but but still, she's living clues here, guys. Um, study before <laughs> study before your exam. Okay, just quickly study glasses. Exactly. Those help. Like even it back helps. in college, like I, I remember, like those the ones that you quickly just read is the one that I'm like, okay. Somehow, this, yeah, somehow, yeah, it always at least. Yeah, that the, last minute. My yeah, my karma really came through for me last minute. Shout out to your karma. Exactly. Okay, so you got satisfied, and now you're ready to. You know, now you got a on the field how was it like tell me about your first first client mm-hmm. for sale yep and first failure cool so i would say 
just generalized information should you want to go into real estate once you get your license you're not kind of a free agent kind of situation i mean technically you are um but you have to hang your license at a brokerage gotcha um what's a brokerage a brokerage is focus right oh, yeah. so okay. i am okay. a real estate agent yeah. but yeah. i work at focus real estate mm. um just like you know keller williams is a brokerage um I'm going to forget all of them. Redfin is a brokerage a bro- yeah. um, kind of situation. So it's a um, larger company. Like that an umbrella you, that you put yourself Exactly, under. that yeah. you put yourself under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to hang your license at a brokerage. Yeah. Um, but to be completely honest with you, even once you have your license from this exam, you are not prepared for your first transaction. Yes, 100%. You are not prepared to talk to your first clients. You have no idea what no you're idea. doing. Yep. So the license is great. You know, you have to know all of this information in order to just be able to practice Practice. real estate. Yeah. Um, But you have to have training Hmm. in order to even do anything practical. 100%. You're not just going to come straight out of it and know what to do. Mm -mm. Nobody. Nobody. So what what I did, um, and the reason that I joined Focus is because... I really wanted a brokerage that would take my training seriously. Gotcha. Um, so I'm at, you know, a little boutique brokerage um, with people that really cared about, you know, making sure I was a good agent. Yeah. So 100% find a brokerage that will train you. Train you. Yeah. Not just one that teaches you how to how find, find leads yeah, and yeah. then leaves you alone because yeah. you're not going to make money. Facts. Um, a lot of agents actually drop out their first year mm. um, because they just aren't given the tools in order to, tools to succeed. Yeah. Right. So find a brokerage, find somewhere that's going to teach you yeah. and find somewhere that's going to be really invested mm. in your growth. In your growth yeah. So that's step number one. After that, so I believe my first client actually came from my brokers. Okay. Um, so, so they gave it to you. They're like, hey, Jamie, you got something for you. They handed it off to me, that's which nice. is not always common really right um you gotta go get it yourself typically oh yeah so we have a lovely business structure (laughs) um where you know we help our baby agents um get their first sale if possible um if you don't have the skills you're not going to convert them anyway Mm -mm. right so you still need to have your druthers about you yes yes um but yeah so they gave me my first lead um and then i converted them it was a commercial property actually which is a little bit more complex than a residential property um lovely lovely woman um and quite honestly it was pretty easy it was a cash deal um didn't have to worry about actually knowing anything about a mortgage um it was your first your ideal yeah it was perfect it boosted your it was ideal. It boosted my confidence. confidence yeah. Um, You're like, fuck, I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm so fucking good. I'm so fucking good. <laughs> and then like crying in the shower because I don't I'm actually I'm so horrible know. at this. Exactly. Oh, my quit this job. Right. Um, so that was a really easy deal. I would say my next deal came from an open house. Gotcha. Um, so one of the other agents in my office had a listing. Mm. Uh, they let me host the open house. Okay. I had a client that walked in and he was like, yeah, I want to buy it. I'm not represented. I don't have an agent. And so in that instance, I'm like, fantastic. Ooh. Here's my business card. Let, let's set up a time to talk. Wow. Um, got all of his information, got him all set up, referred him out to a mortgage broker so that he could get a pre-approval in a day. We placed the offer the very next day. Like it was very quick. quick yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just about being prepared yeah. for that situation and yeah. not being shy and not second guessing yourself. And then 
having something to offer your clients. So when you're a real estate agent, it's really give, 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 give as much as you can. Yeah. Until someone looks at you and sees your worth and and says, you know what? This person's been giving me so much value. They taught me things. You know, they have referrals for me. You know, absolutely. I want to, they really seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and then they They continue working with you. Continue working with you. Um, First failure. I don't know. (sighs) My first failure was um, I was trying to write an offer for what would have been my first sale that was not this cash deal because I was working with a couple of clients at the time like really trying to um, get something under contract for a little while and for the life of us the sellers and the buyers could not agree on a price they couldn't agree on terms it was a very complicated deal for a variety of reasons Um, but I worked with them for a month like and that's not a long period of time um but to write an offer for one property it yeah. is a long period of time gotcha. how um long, how long is like the ideal time so for someone who's looking for a house it can really span months okay. um typically houses in boston are not on the market long enough for the situation to happen um, for one set of buyers to be interested in one property and for them to try to negotiate back and forth with sellers for so long is very rare. very rare this was a mixed-use situation so it was two commercial spaces with two or three condos on top of it um, so it was just a complicated deal overall and frankly it was overpriced um, but nobody could agree yeah on that situation and I didn't know what I was doing this would have been my first sale it was complicated to start off with Um, but we just could not make that work and I would say that's not the failure in and of itself the real failure was that I got so emotionally attached to this happening Um, and I wasn't you know pushing these buyers to make a decision that they didn't want to but I would say as an agent should you want to be one that money is not your money until it closes, which could be months out from getting an offer accepted. And so many things can happen along the life of that transaction that you cannot be spending money that is not in your bank account, (laughs) which is not what I was doing, but my heart was on On having that that money money. (laughs) in my bank account. And I was so emotionally invested. I was. And that was heartbreaking. Um, So I would say it's okay. (laughs) Don't get, don't get your heart broken. (laughs) How about the first Put your emotions in the money that's not yours already. Like you exactly. talked about, it's not yours. So just it's not your money. Don't take it serious. <laughs> to take it serious. Take it serious. I mean, yeah, but, but don't be emotionally don't, invested. Yeah, yeah, attached to it. Yeah, yeah, be very, be as emotionally detached to it from every transaction yes. you're in. Yes. As much as you can. That was the most important thing you learned out of that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Well, because. You want to make the best choices for your clients. Client, yeah. I don't have a license to make the best choices for me mm. for somebody else's transaction. Yeah. Right? So be emotionally detached. Okay. Still care. Still care, yeah. Still be an expert. Yeah. But it's not your money. It's not your money, bro. <laughs> it is not yours. I feel you. That's nice. Speaking of money, so like, what percentage do you get from, a, you know, like, you sell a house? You know, what, like, how does it work? Like, how do you? Mm-hmm. So the splits are different from brokerage to brokerage. Yeah. It's something that the agent kind of negotiates with their broker. Gotcha. So everyone's split is a little bit different. different yeah. 
in Massachusetts, um, the way that everything works is that the seller's agent talks to the seller and figures out what percentage of commission Mm -hmm. that the seller will get, the seller's agent will get from the sale of this house. The seller's agent then splits that with the buyer's agent at close. Typically in Boston, um, average commission is five to six percent. So typically what we see is on MLS, which is our multiple listing service online, which is where all of the data is put in for all of these um, houses that are on the market. You can see what your cooperating compensation is. So if it's going to be a five percent listing and the seller's agent is splitting that with the buyer's agent 50 percent, then that means that the buyer's agent gets 2.5 percent of that sale. But then once I have that 2.5%, I have an additional split with my broker of that money. Gotcha. So it's a little bit different for everybody, but the buyer's agent and the seller's agent, quite frankly, we don't get that full 3% or that full 2%. We then have to split it a second time uh, off the back end. Off the back end, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. So how does the selling process work? The selling process? Yeah. You find an agent. Yeah. You say, I really want to sell my house. Or that agent <laughs> finds you. Finds you and yeah. they say, I think you really uh, you want to sell this house. house. <laughs> um, and the first thing I typically do with my sellers is I sit down with them and I ask them what their goals are. Gotcha. So why are you moving? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to move? Um, what is your timeline? what is the price point it's the same thing that you would say to buyers Buyers. quite frankly um really talking about who the client is and what their goals are Mm. once you figure that out it's going around the house i think everybody the first thing sellers want to know is how much do you think my house is worth oh um and how do you know sorry yeah how do you know how much the house is worth we do something called a cma which is a comparative market analysis so we go cma cma and we look online on MLS, yeah. which again is that multiple listing service that only agents have access, access to. to. Yeah. And we see what similar houses have sold in that area that mm. have similar specs. And then we look at what the price per square footage was that that house sold for. Um, and we try to find as many comps, which comparable houses, as we possibly can for a home. Yeah. And then we come to the sellers. So. A comparative market analysis, we like to say it's more of an art form than it is a strict science because you're never really going to find an exact comp for something unless, you know, it's the one right next door that a developer did and it is an exact comp for it. Everything, yeah. Right. Um, Sometimes it's hard, honestly, especially if you have a unique property. So we do the very best we can. Um, to get as close to what we think your house is worth compared to what has sold so, in this area. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how we figure it out. Um, that being said, the price that I suggest is not the one that the seller has to go has with. To go with it, yeah. it is their house. Yeah, so right? they can say, oh, no, I want this instead. Yeah. And th- from there, you know, let's say you want to sell your house for a million dollars. I think it's worth 800 k Yeah. It's a big difference. Big difference. Um, Then my job is to, again, be as honest as possible and say, you know, we certainly could put it at that amount, but there's probably a reason that we shouldn't Shouldn't do that. If So the pricing strategy that I really like doing, and it it really depends, um, but on average in this area, I like coming in a little bit under market value when we have a really hot market. Because I want 
as many people as humanly possible to see this house and fall in love with it. Yeah. The higher the price, the, the, less, people the less people are seeing your home because they can't afford it. Yeah. But if you're able to do that, if the market is really roaring, mm. then tons of people see this house, tons of people fall in love oh, with love it, it, tons of offers get submitted, yeah. and then that competition drives the price up oh. to what you want or even higher oh. than what you had originally planned. Are you serious? Yep. And that's also how you get the best conditions as well. So it's not just price. It's, not just it's also conditions. Um, and this is something that's going to get a little bit complex. But, you know, some major conditions are, are the buyers wanting an inspection. When you have, you know, 10 plus offers on a house, you're not going to accept the that's offer it. with an inspection yeah, contingency. Yeah, yeah. You're going to accept the one that dropped it. Mm. If you have the chance to have someone who can pay cash for cash it, for you're going to choose the one that's going <laughs> to pay course, cash for it, course. you know, or, you know, this person's willing to go up to 1.2. 1. 1. This person's only willing to go up to one, you know, oh, so you yeah. really pit everybody against each other Yeah, and um, just to get the most, the best that the you, best can, that possibly you can possibly get. get right legally, you know, <laughs> exactly. I see. I like that. Yeah, no, you know, threatening people Threaten behind people closed doors. Closed. If you don't buy this house, I'm going to... Right, yeah. yeah, that's... Can't do that. Yeah, no, you can't do that. But you can certainly pit them against each other. I like that. That's a skill, you know. That's a skill. That's a business strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's typically what our strategy is in a hot market. Um, things are changing, okay. right? So right now, the market is a little bit slower than it was in the spring. I was going to ask you, yeah. Yep. It's a little bit slower. Things are sitting a little bit longer. Um, buyers tend to have a little bit more leverage coming into the time right after Memorial Day mm-hmm. and then going into fall and winter. Yeah. Buyers tend to have more leverage than they do in the spring and in the summer. Yeah. So you're not going to have as many offers in. You're not going to have as much competition. Mm-hmm. You can't, as a seller and as a seller's agent, you can't rely on different offers boosting your price. So then you come in closer to market value, closer to what you think the house is worth. You're still going to get maybe one or two offers, but it's going to be where you set your expectation. The issue in a slowing down market is that you don't want to price the house too Too high high. because then no one's going to come. No one's going to come at all. They have options. They are not as motivated. Mm. Um, And you're really just shooting yourself and the seller in the foot if you come in too high. Too high, yeah. And so that's kind of the conversation to have with the seller if their price just isn't supported Mm. by the market that you're in. Gotcha. Um, And it's really, what is your goal? If you're fine with this house sitting for as long as it takes, fine. You know, we can put it in a little bit high or we can put it in very high. But be aware, this is going to sit. If you're okay with that, Boom. Let's go. It is what it is. What it is yeah. We'll take some price drops when you're ready. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation like that where yeah. you like distribute the price and like, no, I want to sell it higher, and then yeah. eventually they came back and like, yep, had to do some price drops. Had to do price drops. Yeah. And typically, when that happens, you end up lower than you would have been yeah. if you would just come in lower, lower to start out with. Interesting. Yeah, because the longer a property is on the market, mm-hmm. I mean. I work as both a buyer's and a seller's agent. You know, if I see as a buyer's agent that property has been on the market, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get cheeky. I'm going to come in way under. If no one's interested, I'm going to negotiate the best possible price I can for my buyers. So you buy and sell, basically. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. So don't overprice your house, kids. (laughs) 
rule number one don't unless, have a place, yeah. <laughs> unless you it's a very particular it's situation because, yeah. in which case we can talk about it you know there are times you want to overprice it yeah um but typically in this market we don't tend to interesting i like that so do you work with a team mm-hmm. hmm. you want some more i'm good for now oh, okay thank you i do i work as a part of a bigger team yeah um the way it works is that should you be my client i am your point of contact so i am the person that's going to be bothering you every single day we're <laughs> going to be going out on these showings yeah. um or i'm going to be the one selling your house but i do have team members who are not your agent but who also work for focus gotcha. and let's say i have a question i can go to them I can ask those questions. Let's say I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I can't host this open house. They can host the open house. Um, so it's really, they're not, it's not always, you know, you're constantly working with somebody else. Mm. Um, we are independent contractors, but we sometimes do share clients too. Yeah. So it's just a very communal, very helpful, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch, scratch yours your situation. kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's nice. Yeah. So, 2022, I mean, the whole pandemic, it's been rough for everyone. Mm-hmm. How did that affect real estate? Last year was great. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last year was great. Yeah, last year was fantastic. Um, mostly because the interest rates were so low. And everybody had been in their houses for so long because of COVID. COVID. They were going stir crazy. <laughs> and they wanted more space. Yeah. Or they realized that they could work from home yeah. instead of going into the office every day. So people really had a lot more motivation and incentive to buy last year and sell last sell year. Last year yeah. um, so last year was lovely. This year is a little bit harder. Yeah. So interest rates are going up a little bit more than they were. Yeah. Uh, people are kind of settled into the lifestyle that Gosh. they're looking at. People aren't as desperate. Um, and conditions are just a little bit different. So this year has been harder oh, yeah. than last year was. Gotcha. Um, while I'm on the topic of interest rates, I think that's kind of something that a lot of people are very interested in right now. Um, so our average interest rate last year was 3%, which is low. Low, yeah. Low, 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 low. Right now, we're looking at like 5%. Oh. Uh, and it's rising. Yes. As a general kind of rule of thumb, the average interest rate across the country the last five years was 8%. I used to so we're still lower. We're still lower, yeah. I mean, yeah. people look at a 5% and they think the sky is falling uh, and that it's going to be a huge recession <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that the market yeah. in Boston is going to crash. crash yeah. We've needed this. Oh, wow. We've quite frankly needed this. We've needed competition to come down. Mm. Um, there's been no inventory yeah. in Boston. There's been none. So when that happens, like our buyers are given everything besides their firstborn child, you know what I mean? To buy a house. house, We need the market to stabilize, which is what it's doing now. Um, So it's actually a really good thing that the interest rates are rising a little bit. It's going to benefit everybody in the long term. It's just kind of scary. Yeah, it is scary. I feel you. So Mm -hmm. it's like... Just hold on. It's, it's going to be good for everyone else. It's yeah. on it. We've needed it. Oh, wow. We've needed a regulation on this market. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this season, what is it? What's the best advice? Buy or sell? Like, you know, what's it good for right now? I would say 
I mean, if you need to move, you need to move, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah. no matter what, if you need to move, like something needs to happen. Yeah. Um, typically in this market, um, we have a very cyclical market. So best time to sell is in the spring. Mm. And the best time to buy is in the fall and the winter. Okay. Um, so if you have flexibility in your timeline, that's what you want to shoot for. Clear. Um, number one. Number two, figure out what your goal is and be as clear as humanly possible. Yeah. What do I need? What am I looking for? And how do I facilitate that? Talk to as many agents as you need to. Talk to as many brokers, uh, mortgage brokers as yeah. you need to. Yeah. Really understand the process as much as you can. And then just make an educated decision from there. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. Even if you are not selling in the spring and even if you are not buying Buying in the winter. winter, Yeah, yeah. Like, what sets you apart, you know, Mm -hmm. from every other real estate agent out there? I don't want to say other agents don't care. Um, (laughs) Because that's rude and not true. Yeah. Um, But as honestly as I can say it, I really, really do care. Um, so my goal, like I said, is always to build relationships. So I obviously need to make a living. I need to make money. I need to make sales. But at the end of the day, I care about who I'm working with and what is in their best interest and, you know, really trying to find something that's going to make them happy Mm. and work. Mm. Um, sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's not possible. Um, but I think as long as you're willing to have an open dialogue with everybody around you, yeah. I mean, all you can do is try your very best and be as honest as possible mm-hmm. and really try to make this as successful, but also as fun, fun as you, uh, you, know, as you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think my main thing is that there's so much about real estate that people just don't know. Um, and there's so much that you are not taught. And it's the one of the biggest financial decisions mm, you're yeah. ever going to make in you're your life. Make in your life, yeah. And nobody teaches you, you know, what goes into what goes it when into you're buying it, a house. Yeah. Did you know that there are closing costs? Mm-mm. So besides your down payment, you also have to have like five to eight thousand dollars set aside to pay for everything else yeah. for the transaction. For the transaction, yeah. It's not just your just down your payment. Down payment yeah. Did you know that? No. no. I didn't even know that, like, for real. There you go. Little nugget. Um, But so one of my main goals out of not only talking to my clients, but also my friends, is that you learn something. This is not just me saying, okay, like, we're going to do our very best. It's this is how this works. This is what you need to know. Let me teach you. That way we're as prepared as humanly possible Possible, going into this. That way you're not throwing your money around. You're not wasting your time. Mm I'm not wasting my time and you can make a really educated decision about, is this possible right now? Is this realistic? And if not, great. We can continue talking up until it is possible Possible. and it is realistic, but you should know getting into it. And I'm not going to just be blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. We're just going to get a house and right. Yeah. It's, it's very intentional. It's very thought out. And if you're working with me and you haven't learned something, I haven't done a good job. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Wow. So the most important thing, like you said, caring. 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 Yeah, because if I don't care, then I'm not going to educate you. Yeah. I don't care you're if just you gonna, know. Just going to 
sell whatever you know and that's it yeah that's it and again not to say that other agents don't care and that you know they're going to be wasting your time because i mean by and large the other agents i've worked with are lovely lovely yeah you know and i really do enjoy this community but i'm better she's better she loves y'all better better. she's probably gonna ask what you ate for breakfast you know if you eat like you know just are you do you want a coffee are you hungry hungry? like i could you know whatever that could make this process comfortable for you i would do that you know Mm -hmm. i like that i like that so what's the process like you Mm -hmm. know when you meet like a first time buyer yep you know how is it like like what do you guys talk about what do you advise them you know what's the process like so what i do is i schedule a buyer's presentation with every single new buyer i run into i actually did one of them yesterday yeah you sit down and you talk through what they want what their goals are yeah and then i go through the process so explaining to them that you know every agent that you talk to owes you respect Mm. and owes you declaration of material facts about house so no matter if you are working with a buyer's agent or you're talking to a seller's agent at an open house, if you ask a question about the house, they yeah. have to tell you the they truth. They have to tell you the truth, yeah. We can't lie to you yeah. about a house. Going back to do not lie, lie. Yeah. as an agent, yeah. we are messes, not allowed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so we do have to tell you the truth about properties. Um if you're working with a buyer's agent, then they owe you extra fiduciary responsibilities. Um, so they owe you obedience, as long as it's legal, legal yeah. obedience, uh, loyalty, again, that declaration of material facts, confidentiality, um, accountability for all of the money in the yeah. transaction. And then D is, I call it the stay in your lane rule mind your business rule it's the stay in your lane rule as an agent so it's basically i am a licensed real estate agent i am not a home inspector Mm -hmm. i am not a mortgage broker yeah i am not an attorney Mm -mm. i have knowledge about all of those fields because they intersect my own yeah but i cannot give Give you you advice advice if i'm not your attorney i can't give you legal advice i can say this is what i've dealt with in the past Mm -hmm. but talk to your attorney Mm I can go into a home inspection with you and say, hey, like, I've seen this before. Like, you know, this looks like an issue to me. This, you know, maybe isn't such a big deal, potentially. Mm -hmm. But I cannot say, oh, yeah, that's going to collapse. Or, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. That's not going to be an issue. I'm not a home inspector. So why would you say that? I can't do it. You can't do it, yeah. So that's what a buyer's agent would owe you, should you work with that buyer's agent. Gotcha. Um, So we go through that whole thing. We go through the idea of if you are a buyer... At an open house, and the seller's agent is at the open house, and let's say I'm the seller's agent. I'm so nosy. I'm going to be asking you all these questions. I'm going to be so nice. Where do you live? What are you looking for? And because if you're a buyer, I also want buyer clients. clients, But be aware that if you want to buy that house that I am the seller's agent for, well, you just told me how much you can afford. Yeah. You just told me what your timeline is. Yeah. You just gave away all your negotiating power. Mm. So absolutely talk to talk me to, yeah. and be my friends, but be aware just of who you're talking to so, in any specific situation. Yeah. Because if you want to buy my house, and unfortunately, you just gave me information. Information, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so just as a buyer, be aware of who you're talking, who you're talking to. to yeah. Um, 
before you even start your search, we talked about it before, talk to a mortgage broker, especially if you have concerns about your credits Mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know, years in advance, they can really help Help, you raise that credit score. That way, once it's time to buy your house, you can get a better rate. Um, We talk through the timeline. So in general, from the day that you get an offer accepted on a house till the day that you close, it's about 45 days. For that entire process we used to say 60 but this past spring everything was going so quickly quickly oh wow so you went um, from 60 to like 40 something or close or oh. faster oh wow yeah if possible so sellers once they accept an offer they are not allowed to back out buyers are technically allowed to gotcha. um those are the contingencies we were talking about earlier so yeah. you have an inspection contingency you have a mortgage contingency um and so if those contingencies get tripped, then a buyer can back out. Mm. Sellers aren't allowed to. So typically sellers like things to, to be as assured as possible. They want things to go quickly. quickly yeah. That way, you know, any doubt in their mind is just it's taken, taken out. Taken out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not allowed to they're back no, out. They're no. kinda they, in it to in win it, it. In it to win it, yeah. Yeah. But buyers can. Buyers can I mean, technically it'll cost them as so it'll cost them so buyers technically are allowed to back out when we talk about creating the most competitive offer out there um you really take out the chances that you as a buyer can back out right so like we were talking about earlier if you drop your inspection contingency can't back out because of that if you're paying cash can't back back out out. because of the mortgage contingency yeah if you do then we have two earnest money deposits in the transaction this is going to get a little bit more complicated we can talk about it if you guys are interested later um there are two earnest money deposits throughout the transaction okay if a buyer backs out other than an already stated contingency that they wrote into their offer yeah they lose that money oh the seller gets to keep it keep the money yeah which is to stop buyers from, from like willy-nilly getting in and out of transaction. It's like, don't play with this. Exactly. It's not fair to the sellers. Yes. Right? Because yes. then they have to put it back on the market, market. and yeah, then they've already know, missed know, out on I the know. interest, yeah, and then like, the competition is down. And, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm blaming them. I think it's the right thing to do. Exactly. So there's incentive on both sides. Yes, yes, yes. For someone to make this work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so let's say, you know, let's. So you talked about how much you care and, mm-hmm. you know, which is a good thing. You think you, where did you get that from? You think it's from your past mm-hmm. experience, past job, like, you know, applying what you've learned from a previous job and, you know, putting it here to be a better version. Do you think some, some of that is in, in play? I'm sure it is. Um, I'd probably thank my parents, right? For oh. most of it. Um, they were very much a, you get what you put out right so if you try to be a good person hopefully everybody else around you also tries to be a good person but at the end of the day i don't want to look at something i've done and regret my actions i want to know that i have kept to my own standards Mm -hmm. and that no matter what the people that i interact with and run into benefit from it or weren't harmed i think one of the worst things you can do is intentionally cause Cause harm um, yeah um and so for my own kind of ability to sleep at night (laughs) which is the most important thing right i i can't cause harm right and i truly do not want to so you know selfishly 
I want those eight hours of beauty sleep. Beauty sleep, yeah. No, rolling the back and forth and thinking about the, you right. know, yeah. And I, I mean, oh, I have anxiety it. too. Yeah, like, I'm or... going to be worried about it <laughs> if I did a misstep or if I accidentally, you know, made a mistake or, you know, I just, I want things to go as well, well, as, well possible as possible yeah. for everyone around me. Yeah. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Okay. So now let's, you know, fully go into like, you know bias you know we you know someone wants to buy a house i remember you already you know you told me that it's important to go around neighborhoods and you know just look for houses yeah. just you really don't have the money just yeah just expose yourself to different neighborhoods yeah. take walks even when i have buyers who are like oh i wasn't originally looking at this area i don't know no. it very well yeah. take a walk yeah. honestly i can't look at a neighborhood and say you'll love this i can say i think you really you like, like it. it i think you'll like xyz yeah, about it yeah but different places feel different mm. to people. Mm. Take a walk. If you're unsure about it, take a walk at night with a friend. Um, but just expose yourself to different areas, different locations, different neighborhoods, and really get a vibe. See what jives with how you want to live your life. And then, you know, once you're ready to buy, you have a really good idea of where you want to be and where you don't want to be. Mm. And you just, I think everything's just about feeling out what meets your goals at different stages in life. Gotcha. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your company, do you guys just work with, you know, buying and selling homes or you guys work with rentals too? Mm-hmm. We do some rentals here and there. It's not what we focus, focus on. on yeah. um, get it? Focus. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, we just, we're in the process of hiring a dedicated rental agent. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a different different vibe different pace yeah um than buying and selling and frankly it's just it's a lot of work in between between, buying and selling um so we'd like you to have someone who is committed to being a really good rental agent for you versus fitting you in between yeah other clients yeah and not giving you that good service that you deserve because everyone deserves it right you know just because you're not ready to buy or sell a house doesn't mean that you know you should not be, prioritized. not be prioritized yeah or just treat like bullshit yeah right so our focus our specialty really is in buying and selling but we are i think in the process of hiring a dedicated rental agent i like that I like mm-hmm. that. that's good at least so you guys also pay attention to the needs of i mean even if it's not you guys but that agent you know handles all that and right yeah okay try to service as many people, people as, as we can as you can because yeah. i mean we did have a bunch of people coming in asking if we did rentals, rentals and yeah. we'll do them here and there but, but that's i not think the focus it wasn't the focus and i Priorities. think we all sat down and we're like that's not like we want to give you the best service that service we humanly we can, can because you deserve it and if we are focused on xyz we're not focused on z hmm. and we should be able to service you service, in the yeah. way that you deserve wow. that's good that's good so here's myself an accent example an immigrant not from here mm-hmm. you know wants to buy a house mm-hmm what what are the requirements i would say talk to a mortgage broker okay um staying in my lane but there are certain requirements when it comes to getting a mortgage um to my knowledge you have to have a record of two years of having a job um and the income that you're making before you're allowed to get a mortgage mortgage, um depending on what mortgage broker you're talking to they can figure out different things for you yeah um give you different programs kind of figure out what suits your needs the best Mm. um so i would refer you out to 
a mortgage broker just to talk through because they're going to know that's so much better than I can because at the end of the day, my job is pretty standard, right? You know, we find houses you like. I help you negotiate for them. I give you as much information as I humanly can. We talk through the process. I am your project manager throughout this entire transaction. Um, But when it comes to getting a mortgage and kind of your financial status... I'm gonna outsource I'm gonna you. Outsource you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all the love in my yes, heart, yep. I'm gonna refer you to, <laughs> to, a good, to you know someone I know that's gonna love you too. Like I love you, but I'm not taking care of that right. for you. Yeah. I'm not the expert. Yeah, there. I'm not the expert. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Respect that. That is cool. So, um, let's see. So, what are five things that? Well, it could be more than five, but like hmm. needed things that if I have this, I can get a home. So you need to have a stable income. Stable income. For two years, right? For two years. Two years or more. Mm-hmm. Five things. Holy moly. Even um, if it's less, you know. No, I'm just trying to think of the main things. I would say be motivated. Be motivated. I think it's really hard to meet a goal if you're not actually motivated. So I was working Facts. with these buyers these Facts. one time and not to shade them in any way. But I was like, okay, so like you really like this house, let's go see it. And they're like, oh, we can't go to any of the open houses. Um, we're not available Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We only have one hour free on Thursday. Oh my god! And it's like we're not going to go see this house. Yeah, it's not going to work. Right? You're not committed to it. Make it a priority. Yes. Make it a commitment. Mm. If this is something that you want, yeah, make it a commitment. Make it a commitment. Um, and I think that translates over the entire course of this transaction. If this is important to you, yep. great. great. We'll figure it out for you. If this is not important to you, mm-hmm. we're not going to make it make work because yeah. I need your help. Yes, we need your help, yeah. Mm-hmm. We need that commitment. We need to be working together. It's yeah. not just me doing this for you. It's like exercising. Exactly. I'm not able to do this process for yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. I can guide you. Yes. I can help. Mm. I can educate you. Can't but, do it for you. Nah, you you can't force the host to drink water if he does. You can take no. him to the stream and this is you. But if he doesn't want to drink, you can't force him to drink water. Right. Like that. So So be motivated. Motivated. I would say you do need a down payment. A down payment. To buy a house if you're not paying cash. Um and then I'm so sorry to yep. stop you here, but like to cut you short. You, you 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 said a down payment and then five to six thousand extra for some We're gonna talk about that. Okay. Yep. So you need your down payment. Um, there are different programs. I believe the first time home buyers FHA program is two point something percent, three percent of the purchase price you need for your down payment. To be completely honest, we're in a very competitive market up here. Sellers and sellers agents look for twenty percent oh, wow. for a down payment. Down payment yeah. You will be able to buy a house if you put less down. You'll just be less competitive. Yeah. So then we need to talk about okay, if you're less competitive. We can't look at prices or we can't look at houses that have 20 offers in on them. Mm. You're not going to win. You're not going to win, yeah. So we need to be a little bit more strategic depending on what your financial situation is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you need a down payment. Of and how much? You said 2%. It's 2 point something. I would 2%. round it up to 3%. 3%, yeah. Anywhere for, that's for FHA. So that's yeah. the first time home buyers yeah, loan. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's not your first time buying a house, you need more than that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You need at least 5%. Oh, why is that? Bank thing. Bank thing. So if it's the first time, you can... You can get a little bit lower. Lower. Um, if you are not buying for the first time, oh. you have to have at least 5%. Oh. 
It's fucked up. Yep. Okay, cool. I'll dig that. Yep. Another <laughs> fucked up thing <laughs> is that if we're going to talk about closing costs, which is what we had talked about before, that's the anywhere from $5,000 to $8,000. Yeah. The less money you are putting down for your down payment, the more money you're going to owe for closing costs. Interesting. Because if you do less than 20% for a down payment, oh, down payment then you yeah. take on private mortgage insurance, gotcha. which is something you pay to your bank, oh. and you are insuring your mortgage gotcha. because you are borrowing more. Oh, yeah. Right? So you have to pay more fees mm. to have a lower down payment. Gotcha. Yeah. But in closing costs, that is everything from um, paying for the home inspection, oh. if you're allowed to have a home, home inspection, inspection. Yeah. Uh, paying for your attorneys. So Massachusetts is an attorney state. Yeah. In order to buy a house, you need to hire an attorney. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So do the sellers. So everybody needs an attorney on either side. Gotcha. Wow. It's a lot of... It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you need to pay for your, if you're getting a mortgage again, if you're doing less than 20%, you need that PMI, private mortgage insurance, you need a loan origination fee, you need recording fees. We have an entire list, list of fees. Of fees. But I say generally anywhere from $5,000 to $8,000 yeah. to, $8, to cover that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. So, so far we've, um, there's something I was, I'm expecting you to say. And you haven't said it, so I'm gonna just act like what is that. It? What good, is it? Good credit. You need. I'm not sure how good is good, right? Facts, you know, I think facts. everybody's opinion would have a good, good credit score is different. Yeah. Um. But what's like an average, you know? So. Not my job. Not your job. Oh, okay. Right. I'm not gonna judge your credit score. Really I'm gonna refer you out to a mortgage Regardless broker. Of, yeah. Because there's always a way. Who will give you statistics? Yeah. They will give you the straight facts. I don't feel mm. comfortable just like throwing, throwing out random numbers, numbers for yeah. you. Um, I'd rather you talk to the Throwing expert. Money. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, but still, you still need a you know credit score. You still need. So, that's not from that's from me. I'm just putting my yeah. <laughs> that. The better the credit score, the yeah. better your rate will be. To be yeah. So the less interest you'll be paying over the lifetime of your loan. So the better your credit, the less you'll be paying the bank. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So yep, yep. I get what you're saying. So it's you should be incentivized. But, yeah, by to that, have better credit. But, yeah, sorry. But you know, if you your credit isn't as good oh, as you know Paul down the street, Paul's then gonna, Paul's gonna be owing the bank a little bit less. A little bit less, and then you owe more and pay more. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Even like it's like buying a car. You know, if you don't have a good credit score, the bank's gonna exactly. Yeah. Pay more. You're gonna pay more interest, and they'll be giving you more money. More money, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, guys, work on your credit score. Hundred percent mm -hmm. facts. Let's see. So, this question: How will you determine what home may match my wants and need? We talk about it. So, I only know what you want if you tell me what you, what want, you want and yeah. what you like. So we sit down, we talk through it. My favorite thing to do is get feedback. Right, so I'll put you on automatic kind of email generated um, emails. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'll put you on an automatic <laughs> listing service yeah, that will send you emails email, yeah. when different properties come on the market. Gotcha. Um, and then I say, "Ooh, did you look at that one? Ooh, did you like this one? Yep, yep. I think this is a good fit for you. What do you think?" 
And if you do not tell me mm-hmm. what, you think, what you think, then guess what? I have no idea. I idea what you think. Yeah. 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 Have a conversation. I love working with my clients when everybody's motivated and yeah. everybody's working on figuring out what is going to be the best the... fit. Mm. We go to open houses together or we schedule showings if we so can't nice. make the open houses. And we go and I say, ooh, what do you think of this? Is this your vibe? Do you like yeah, more modern? Like do you modern. like more kind of traditional classic? Mm. Do you like you know this victorian you know do you want a single family do you want a condo what are you open to what can you afford and we just go through every single line item of what do you need and what do you like Mm -hmm. and what compromises are you willing to make makes sense but i need input yeah so what makes a house buyer not motivated I mean, if they do not need to buy, buy, they're not going to be motivated. A lot of people are motivated by money, Money, right? So if interest rates are especially great, that's why so many people were looking to buy last year because they would be paying the bank less, which increases your buying power. So if you're paying less in interest, that means you can afford more more, over the lifetime of this loan. So a lot of people are interested, are motivated by those interest rates. Um, a lot of people, if you need to move, right? If for whatever reason your job is making you move, they're going to be very motivated because <laughs> they yeah. have to they do have it. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. If you're having a baby yeah. and you need extra space, yeah. that's a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have those, it happens when it happens, mm-hmm. right? So if I don't need to make, to a, make move, a move if i really don't care about this whole interest rate situation if my job is stable you know there really is no driving force besides your own interest Interest, and then that interest can wax and wane as it comes um so really outside variables tend to motivate people a little bit more um but i mean depends there are some people that are super motivated motivated, because they want to kind of have their own equity they want to grow that equity they're you know ready to be this big real estate entrepreneur they want to get their first property that way they can rent it out and get the next property and you know there are people who are really motivated in that way and we love those yeah um but typically people are more motivated by outside variables gotcha what would you so like you know would you prefer a client that comes to you and say, hey, I'm not really motivated. I just want to look at the market and see, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or someone that just act like they're motivated and just nothing comes out of it. Neither. Neither. <laughs> I'd rather have, I mean, I'm fine with those relationships. Yeah. Just let me know when you're serious. Let me know when you're serious. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about it before, you know, as much as I care, I still need to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, your time. That's my time. I only get paid once we close. close yeah. I don't get paid to go on showings. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy to talk to you. Okay. I'm happy to look at some houses. But understand that if you really aren't motivated, if you're not ready, <laughs> don't. Then don't take me on and I'm not going to make this a priority if you don't. Yeah. I'm still gonna continue cultivating that relationship. Yeah. But let me but, know when you're ready. Let me know when you're ready. No hot feelings. Yeah. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything you want to add? Not that I'm aware of. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I talk about this all day, so I am probably not thinking of things that... You just, no, but I, I, but I think you're doing a great job. I am mm-hmm. loving this conversation. Like, 
you know, just listening to this, I have so many fears that I've heard about home. Okay, so you know how everyone's like into real estate right now. Do you mm-hmm. think it's that lucrative right now? Like everyone's like buy a buy a house, buy a house, buy a house. Yeah, right? real estate is lucrative. Um, I forget what the statistic is, but it's the wealthiest people in the world are homeowners. Uh, homeowners. Um, if you're paying rent, if you're renting, you're just paying your landlord's mortgage, mortgage yeah. and giving them more money. So if you do not own a home, mm. then you're just giving away how many thousands of dollars every Monthly, month that yeah. doesn't go anywhere. If you are paying for your own mortgage, yeah. you are decreasing the amount of debt you have. And with appreciation, the way that it is in Boston, you're still going to be making money. Mm. Um, it's one of the best investments, best you, can investments you can make. Right. So if you have any interest in growing your own personal wealth, um, I would really encourage you to look into real estate. It's one of the only investments you can make that has continued to appreciate, appreciate yeah. and will continue to okay. appreciate. Hmm. Like, why don't people still go into real estate? Do you have an idea? Why don't they go into yeah. it? So why don't they become agents or why do they not buy? Buy. They're scared. They're scared. They don't have enough knowledge. knowledge yeah. um, they're in a crazy competitive market. Yeah. And it's just not possible. Um, I think there are a variety of factors. I think a lot of it has to do with just not knowing what your options are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine once told me this. She, you know, you you came in and you saw my other friends. And she was like, you know, you guys can just save up money, put money together and like buy a home Mm -hmm. and just rent it or something. Mm -hmm. And then from whatever you make... You buy another house, mm-hmm. and by the end of the, I don't know how long it might take, but by the end, you guys might all have a separate, like an, in, 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 like an individual house from just buying together. Mm-hmm. She came up with that idea, and I, and I thought, I was like, oh, that's cool, because it's like one person would, you know, save the money, one person can make the payment, and y'all mm-hmm. can just buy it. Do you mm-hmm. think that is a good idea? I would say, if you're all putting your money together to get a mortgage yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming you're not paying cash ca- no 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 paying cash you're going into business with these people just make sure you trust them you trust them yeah uh, make sure that they are responsible yeah make sure that you guys have enough knowledge from your conversations with the mortgage broker to really understand what everybody is contributing yeah um don't do this with someone that you just met on the side of the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, just be careful. Gotcha. I would say because I mean, even couples that buy houses, still, who divorce, <laughs> then what is the biggest factor that they fight over? Wow. House. If they don't have kids. They don't have kids. Yeah. Right. So I would say I think it's a really good idea to pool resources if you can. Yeah. But you're going into business with these people. Business people. So this has to be you know people you trust and know. Yep. Just yeah. be careful. I mean, a lot of people have business partners, yeah. and it's the same thing. Just make sure yeah. you're doing your due diligence. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, hmm, Jamie, you drop a lot of <laughs> knowledge here today. Like for real, you. I hope it was helpful. No, this was more than helpful. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Happen, you know. Yeah, and if you have any more questions, or if anybody else has any more questions, yeah. I'm happy to answer if I know the answer. Know the answer, and if you don't, she ain't I will. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will refer you Kindly out. Kindly refer you out yeah. to the right source. Okay, so what's your advice to someone out there listening to this podcast? And you know, I want to go into real estate, and I don't know mm-hmm. how to, you know. I would say that my biggest advice is just to be comfortable having conversations. Be really comfortable, if even if you're not sure you want to get into real estate or if you want to make this a career or if you want to buy a house. I think the best thing you can do for yourself is be really comfortable talking to different people and be really open to their advice. Because mm. um, you're going to get, I think, a slew of advice from different people who are either experts or, or not. Or not, yeah. Um, but the more information you collect, the better prepared you're going to be down the line. Yeah. Um, so just talk to people mm. and really try to understand, you know, as much as you can. Mm. But... I'm not sure if that's the word of uh, wisdom you were looking for. No, but... no, 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 no. It's it it works. Everything you drop, like I said, everything you drop here mm-hmm. is power. <laughs> it's knowledge, and I want this to be, you know, that source that people listen to and like. Okay, at least I've learned something. It, it mustn't yep. be everything. It could be just one word someone gets mm-hmm. from this conversation and go yep. about their life and, you know, yep. make it better. And I mean, you don't. Nobody works for free, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't cost anything to talk to a real estate agent. Yes. It doesn't cost anything to talk to a mortgage broker. Yeah. You know, you don't have to pay for that knowledge. Mm. You just have to have the incentive to sit down and start the conversation. conversation. Like how I started that conversation. Exactly. That led to this podcast. Or else I, I or else I wouldn't have even known Jamie was this great real estate agent. <laughs> like, She's always quiet. She's always, you know, <laughs> I'm very buying quiet, her normally. business, lifting her weights, <laughs> heavy weights still, doing her pull-ups and lateral raises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we are like having this. So let's say someone, you know, listens to this conversation and wants to work with you. How mm-hmm. can they reach out to you, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, all my information is basically public um, through my brokerage. So I work at Focus Real Estate in Focus Jamaica Plain. Yeah, J- my name is Jamie. I'm the only Jamie there. <laughs> um, so all my information is on our website. Website, yeah. Um, just reach out and I'm happy to chat. Okay, okay, guys. Um, You guys already heard it from her. You've, this is not someone else telling you. You've listened to this conversation from the beginning to the end. You've seen how passionate Jamie is about real estate and also not just real estate building relationship and you know helping our clients i understand if i if i wasn't the right place to get a home right now jamie's my go-to hands <laughs> hands down hands down like and it's, when you are ready to buy and when i'm ready to buy like it, it, we already have friends here that are saying that you know what jamie will come into you when we're ready to get a home because you took your time mm-hmm. you know to come explain this process of Mm-hmm. home buying which i really appreciate yeah right yep. and i'm happy to do so at any time right so the buyer's presentation seller's presentation you know knowledge is power knowledge so power. i'm always happy to sit down and if you have questions about the process just explain wow. anything you need gotcha yep thank anytime. you so much thank you so much jamie so i hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation I did. Don't be surprised if you see me in my own house next week. I, you know, <laughs> like Jamie said, there's always a way, you know, like there's always a way. I'm motivated, you know, like 
look out for my call okay uh, jamie I'll, <laughs> i'll call you tomorrow and then next Perfect. week we'll, we'll move around jp and you know get myself mm-hmm. you know a nice house and rent it because she said real estate right now is it's one of the best investment it's one of the best investments you can make you can make yeah mm-hmm. so guys let her go out let us all go out there and invest and also you know show some love to jamie okay if you know someone that wants to buy a house you know needs a home or you need a home jamie's there for you she got you okay so much love care you know she she come with you with donuts like whatever <laughs> <laughs> the first time you guys meet she got coffee ready for you ready to go you know baby care if you got a she, okay. <laughs> i'm not gonna babysit for you <laughs> just kidding just kidding okay but oh guys thank you so much for listening to today's uh episode i hope you guys learned something out of it as usual i did jamie thank you so much okay yeah thank you for having me hey and also it's your if you have you know you want to come again i am ready to host you again if you're, hey you know what something i need I'm, something else i have expertise in right like <laughs> we, we talk can about continue this conversation whatever. i know you 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 could go all day i'm out of question that's the truth <laughs> i honestly like i should be more but this was i think this this was this year was powerful mm-hmm. maybe we could come back another time and just you know, maybe talk about something else. Sure. Yeah. Or revisit any questions. Revisit any questions. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay. So, guys, um, thank you so much. And be blessed. Peace.